It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hi, I'm Fallon, and you're listening to the Heartbroken Podcast. I guess I should say I'm very sorry I didn't have a podcast last week, but I've kind of mentioned this before that I'm getting better about not beating myself up if I don't have an episode. And basically, I had reached out to multiple people last week, and it just didn't work out for them for whatever reason. So I thought, okay, we'll just have a week off. And for the first time in like three years, I actually – I, I haven't ever posted on any social media asking for people to submit their stories. It's just been people finding the podcast and reaching out to me saying, hey, how do I share mine? And it's been so organic and amazing. I think I did post once asking for more men to write in because we I mostly have women on the podcast and a lot of people want to hear stories from men. And we have had men episodes, but definitely not as many as women. So I think I posted that once, but I posted on Facebook and I got – so many emails. I was like, oh, wow. So then I actually deleted the post because I was getting so many. Uh, I wanted to be able to get back to everyone and schedule them. And one of the people that I was able to schedule was Amber. And we found a time to get her on quickly. I'm so thankful that she was able to do it this week so we would have a new episode. And Amber is actually with me. I mean, well, I guess virtually with me. And we're going to talk about your story. So Amber, what will people hear today in your story? Well, I ended a 10-year relationship and moved on with someone else. And I felt guilty for being happy when I felt like I broke someone else's heart. I'd always hoped at some point we would run into each other and be able to talk and I could get some closure. I'm Fallon, and this is the Heartbroken Podcast. Everyone has experienced heartbreak in their life, some more than others. Often, we feel like we're bothering our family or friends when we talk about it. I started this podcast to help those going through heartbreak share their stories. Sometimes it's easier to share with someone they don't know. I hope it's somewhat therapeutic for them. Maybe it gives them some closure. And to those listening, I hope it helps you feel less alone. Thank you for listening to the Heartbroken Podcast. So you were in a 10-year relationship. You've moved on. How long have you been in your new relationship? About eight years. Okay. So this is like over the course of almost the past 20 years then. Yep. Does that does that seem crazy to you? It does. It does. And, and even in the current relationship with my current boyfriend, I'm like, wow, we're coming up to like a quarter of my life and yeah. half of my life between both of these. So yeah, it does feel crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's go back to the relationship we're talking about today. Um, 
10 years ago you met. And I know that there was a big age gap between the two of you. Yeah, he was twice my age. He was actually a year older than my mom. And so at first, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Um, You know, his experiences made interesting for me. Um, it, It really wasn't that big of a deal. But as time went on, it, it sort of became a much bigger deal. Um, he had been married before and had kids who were close to my age. And um, so they didn't have, they had, they had struggled with his divorce and, and our relationship and probably our age difference um, sort mm-hmm. of caused a strain in their relationship. So due to that, like he kept our relationship kind of hidden and secret from his family. And so that was like a big, eventually became a huge kind of sticking point in our relationship. And then another big thing was like our age difference caused problems because we were always at different places in life. Like he had bought a house. I had never bought a house and I'd wanted a house to go through that experience of buying a house. And it was always kind of like, well, why should we do that? I already have that. Or I wanted to travel somewhere or go do something. It was always like, well, I've already done it. And mm-hmm. so it it really just became kind of a problem for between us. That's so interesting because, you know, actually I've, I've talked to people before, um, who not on the podcast, but on my radio show, um, where we've talked to people about having a large age gap. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's totally fine. But most people that aren't in a relationship like that can't fathom how you would have any, like if you're 20, how you'd have anything in common with like a 50 year old. And so people always think that's very strange, but hearing from your perspective, it does sound kind of true. Like you didn't have, not that you don't have anything in common, but you just were on very different paths in life. Yeah. I would say we had a lot of similar interests. We had a lot of fun together. We, from that perspective, like there wasn't a problem, but I would say like where we were at in life, that is what, you know, what caused some of the discord and the problems in the relationship. So as people, I think we were fine, but yeah, that different being in different places in life definitely caused some problems. So what kept you around for 10 years then? Um, I, you know, like I said, it, we we got along really well. We had a lot of interests, you know, traveled. We had a, a good time. Um, I would say about halfway through our relationship, he did propose and we got engaged. And um, it felt like kind of like the natural next step. I, I was, it was anticlimactic. I, it, it wasn't really as exciting as I had kind of hoped it would be. Um, but it just felt like the natural next thing to do. So we got engaged and, um, he didn't tell any of his family. So it kind of made it like that again became a problem because it was like, how do I plan a wedding or think about when we would, you know, like it was always, well, I have to tell my family first before we can plan a wedding. And, um, but then it was never like, I plan to do it by this time or by that time or whatever. So it, it felt like my life was on hold and on kind of his terms of like when he would want to handle that situation. And so, That's so strange. I feel like after, you know, I understand like in the beginning, the kids having an issue maybe, 
But after five years, I mean, you would think they'd be like, okay, maybe this is, you know, we can get past this. And he would feel comfortable sharing you with them. Well, I think it, you know, the the other piece to this is, like I said, he kind of kept it quiet. So while we had been together for five years, they didn't know the whole five years. And Mm -hmm. um, neither of them lived here. And so that was, you know, like five years is a long time for us, but they hadn't known very long. And then um, I guess, you know, we I didn't really give it too much time because we ran into a little other problem with some dishonesty, um, which ultimately between the two issues ca- caused me to call off the engagement, um, which was hard to do. I mean, <laughs> here you are waiting your whole life for something to happen and and to kind of take that step backwards. It was hard, um, but we yeah. stayed together. What, and, what you Did you find yourself like pretty regularly saying, hey, when are you going to tell your family? Yes. It it was constant. And and I would say not just even in this, but it was like a lot of things in our relationship. And maybe this had to do with the age gap was that he kind of, he kind of ran the show. Like it was always on his timeline. Not, mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. Every relationship has compromise and um, things like that. So it, it, but all of that did tend to take its toll. Like, I wanted a dog and it was like, well, we got to wait for the right time. And so it just, it, all of it was kind of on his timeline. And I'm so, so frustrated for you because <laughs> the thing it well, I'm, because I think about how, because he had experienced it, he, he ruined your first experience with big life moments. I mean, it's not that every single girl dreams of their perfect wedding. Honestly, I didn't really dream of that myself. I don't know if you did, but in our minds, when we find the person we want to spend the, our life with, it doesn't have to be the most perfect proposal. But the fact that you had to keep it a secret, basically, and couldn't even everyone once they get engaged, they get excited about the like certain things, like oh, we got to take a date, or we go shopping for a dress, or whatever it may be, a venue, and you couldn't do any of that. So because he had experienced it, he took all the joy away from your experience. Yeah, it. Yeah, I think as much as it's hard, I try not to, and even then, I mean, I, I probably more so then than even now, is I, I kind of look at it as you kind of only, people only treat you the way that you love them to. So, I mean, well, it it was on his terms, or but I allowed that. And so mm-hmm. um, I, it was hard. It wasn't easy and it was frustrating. Um, and it did, I mean, ultimately cause a rift that caused me to end the engagement. Um, and I don't think we ever really came back from that. Um, so did you end the engagement while in the relationship still? Yes. Yep. Okay. So I ended the engagement and then we stayed together a couple years after that. However, we didn't really stay exclusive because I just, um, with some of the dishonesty and things like that, I and how much I felt like, you know, the difference between being in your early 20s and kind of moving into your 30s, you change a lot in that period of time. And so, like, I just, I didn't really know if this would, was something I wanted to continue and pursue. And so we did stay together. It was kind of a little bit more out of comfort 
um, and just that it was just comfortable. You know, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It was just comfortable. So and you've so, mentioned the dishonesty a few times, and if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine. Was it him talking to someone else while you were more exclusive? No. Nope. Oh. It was it was just more um, – there was some financial aspects to it. There was – um, just, you know, some of the same things that, that was before with the family and, and okay. things like that. It just, it was kind of a culmination of a, sort of a few different things where it just, I think he so badly wanted to work for things to work um, that I think he sometimes just told me what he thought I wanted to hear um, versus what was really true. And eventually it just, you know, kind of would come to light. Yeah. And so, um, you know, but it was at this point we had been together so long. I was like, I, I'm not, I'm not to the point where I want to throw this all away and walk away yet. But also, like, I'm not so sure about it anymore. What were your yeah. friends and family saying? Were they like, uh, move on? You're not even engaged mm-hmm. anymore? Or were they just like, had? Or were they kind of like hands off at that point? Well, I would say nobody knew. I oh, am, wow. I would say I'm definitely a very private person when it comes to like whatever I'm experiencing in a relationship. I don't go and vent. I don't, um, I don't like that kind of drama. So I kept a lot of it myself. So later on when I did end the relationship and did move on to everybody else, it kind of seemed like it was a, a quick, you know, moving on because mm-hmm. nobody really knew everything that was going on. And even after I ended things, I didn't I didn't go out there and kind of spill the beans, um, especially since people <laughs> uh, did, you know, people tend to, but, and I can't fault anybody for that, but people tend to take sides or make assumptions and things like that. And that's fine. But it, it, I think nobody really knew to give any input. Mm-hmm. to have any say in the things. I just kind of deal with all the stuff at home. <laughs> yeah, I imagine that's difficult, though, to keep all of that to yourself for so long. Yeah, and, you know, maybe that didn't help either. <laughs> you know, if you keep it bottled up inside um, and don't have an outlet for it, it, it's hard to probably talk through it and move on or get through it. Um, and maybe that was eventually what just drove the wedge deeper and deeper to the point where, yeah, I was, I was eventually done. <laughs> so you eventually, after around 10 years, you finally ended it. Was there yeah. one big thing? I know you said that a lot of, was, there were a lot of things piling up, but was there one big moment where you finally ended it? it? You know what? It was probably as anticlimactic as anything. Like I came home from work on a Monday and I just was like, I'm done. There was nothing he had done. There was no fight. There was no nothing. It was just like this, this kind of middle of the road isn't good enough for me anymore. And like I said, we, we weren't um, exclusive those after I called off the, the engagement just because um, it was like, I don't know what I want out of life. And um, uh, there was someone that I did develop feelings for. And when I, and I did have feelings for him, but we had never, ever talked about being together or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. 
even when I did come home that Monday, I, I didn't know like where my life was headed at that point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I did come home and I just said, Hey, you know, I, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. He didn't, he cried. We both cried. Um, he didn't fight me on it. He left the house and went to go stay with friends. And I stayed in the house for about a month. Um, I went through the process of trying to buy my own place and it didn't pan out. But um, yeah, it just was very, we didn't have a lot of contact after that. Um, just more kind of logistical situations of we had a dog and what all that entailed. <laughs> and yeah. um, so, but I had a lot of guilt because I was the one who ended it. And, and I, I, at least from my perspective, I didn't feel like he wanted that. Um, and so it, it really kind of weighed on me. And so I did move on. Um, uh, a couple months later, I, you know, did move on with my current boyfriend who I've been with since then. And I think just with how much, like, you know, like people say, like, you, you can at some point understand why things never worked out before yeah, <laughs> because of how good, you know, where you're, where you are is. Uh, and that is definitely something I can say is like, I was so happy and it was such a difference in the, in the relationship. What and, are some examples of the differences? Um, just being hard. Like I felt like I was in an equal, like an equal relationship. I think maybe the age difference played into some of that, but um, just like I felt heard. I felt like what was important to me was heard. And um, the, a lot of, you know, like with the age difference, like, like I mentioned, he would often say like, oh, I'm not in a rush to go do that. I've done that or whatever and kind of blow off the things that I wanted to do. But um, my boyfriend and I like, we do a ton of, you know, we have so, so much we like to go out and do together where my ex was kind of a little older, more of a homebody. Um, and I am definitely a more active, um, social person. Mm -hmm. Um, and so is my boyfriend. And so, yeah, it just, it's, it's like a night and day situation. And so I think that also added to my guilt, um, just knowing that I moved on and I was happy and here I was just still had this feeling like I had broken somebody else's heart and that was really hard. And Did I you struggled. know that he was like single and not moving on? Um, for the first couple months, um, I would say yes, that that's how I, I felt at that time. Um, uh, I did know he was um, sort of seeing someone else we knew, um, but he, you know, definitely gave me the impression that he was dealing with this and emotional about it and he was struggling with it. And so I, I guess I didn't really take, I didn't think anything was all that serious. And then um, about four months after I ended the relationship, it, I found out kind of through the grapevine that they were engaged. Um, oh, he got engaged like four months after you guys broke up? Yes. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. That's yeah. so quick considering you guys took five years. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit of a shock. But at the same time, I think what I just did is it's like I it 
it kind of released some of the guilt I was feeling and I could kind of understand it because here I was in, in my relationship happy and, you know, feeling like, you know, maybe this was moving towards something like that. So it, I mean, it did go fast, but at the same time, I'm like, I can't judge, you know, like maybe I misread the situation or whatever, but I, I, I just wanted him to be happy. And I, you know, she, she was someone I knew and considered a friend and I wanted her to be happy too. And if that meant they be together, then so be it. It didn't, it really didn't feast me. Um, and then they actually did get married. I don't know, nine, like we had split in January. They got engaged in May and then they were married, I think in September or October of that year. Okay. And so, yeah, so all, all that happened. Um, I, you know, that did make me hopeful that, um, but also the timeline sort of left me wondering like, what it, like, is he just doing this to not be alone or, you know, all these things Mm -hmm. crossed my mind and I, I didn't want that for her. Um, and so, you know, I would say those are kind of the emotions that I had about, about it. And so, um, I don't, I kind of did let go of some of the guilt at that point. And then uh, about four years later, um, some friends, mutual friends, um, got married and went to the reception. And I was, I went by myself. Um, And that was the first time I encountered them. Um, And she came up and talked to me. Like I said, I had no hard feelings. And Mm -hmm. uh, to be really honest, I had hoped at some point like I said, that we could talk and I could sort of get this feeling of guilt that I had carried off my chest um, and just see them together and know that they were happy and and, and let it all go. Um, however, while she talked to me and gave me a hug and we had a conversation, he wouldn't look at me. He didn't acknowledge my presence or anything. And so it kind of came back full force for me at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it was, it was really hard. I, I cried the whole way home cause I was just like, I, I don't want to feel this again. And I thought I had kind of sort of worked my way through it somewhat. And so, um, a few more years pass, I'm leaving the gym and I get a call from a number I don't recognize. And, uh, it happened to be one of the mutual friends, um, that him and I had had. And he had passed away. Um, apparently, it was a Saturday, and the night before, uh, I guess he had had, I think, a heart attack or something similar, blockage. And they were, I think, prepping him, or he had other gone into surgery and um, came out of the surgery, and they thought, I think everything was going to be okay, and then it didn't, and he died. Oh, and wow. um, of oh, course, so sorry. Yeah, I, I think my immediate thought was towards her. Like, I my heart was so broken for her because all I could think of was I, her, and I obviously had been in our, the relationships with our our current partners for the same amount of time, and I couldn't imagine losing my boyfriend. Like, I I couldn't even fathom that and knowing that she was going through that just hit me so hard and of course I wanted to reach out right away but I didn't feel like 
that's such a weird position to be in. It doesn't, yeah. most people don't know their, their exes, wives and things like that. And I don't know, it took me about a week to work up the courage, but I did um, message her and just offer my condolences. And it was awkward and brief and understand that's understandable, but I just, all I, all I think about in this situation really is her and his kids. Cause as I mentioned with his divorce and our relationship, the, their relationship was very strained. And I, I think to myself, like, you know, I had hoped that they had repaired whatever damage had been done the time we were together and they had gotten their dad back and, or however, you know, they were hopefully able to repair that. And now he's taken from them. Yeah. And then you add in our friends, you know, like I can't, all of these people that we knew um, together, like they, many of them, you know, remain, I would say more so friends with him than, you know, I might see them here or there, but not people, you know, like I didn't talk to him on the regular or anything like that. But at that point when you're feeling these feelings, it's like, you feel inclined to reach out to people who knew him or knew you, you know, like might understand how you would feel about how I'd feel about the situation. And it was really hard. The only two people that I really talked to, there was probably one or two friends, but mainly like my mom and my current boyfriend. And that's, I mean, he's great, but it's still an awkward conversation. That's something that you and I had kind of talked about, like how, awkward it is to mourn someone <coughs> excuse me to mourn someone uh that you had a relationship with and were engaged with because you feel this like you shouldn't be sad because you have moved on and you're happy but that doesn't take away from the 10 years of your life you spent with a person right exactly and it it's hard because you don't i mean uh, i won't ever get that closure Um, and I think I've started to work through it over the last year and a half. I mean, I, I definitely, there's nothing, I don't have to feel guilty about how he might be feeling anymore. So as weird as that is, at least that's gone. But now, um, just dealing with that, that loss, like just thinking about her and, and his family and our friends and it. It is hard and you think about it often when when you just do things like that you did together or um, I'll, I'll never forget, not not very long after this, um, it's weird, but a song that he had really liked was Time to Say Goodbye by um, Bocelli and Sarah Brightman. And weirdly enough, Jason Derulo came out with a new version of it and I had... Oh, yeah just happened to hear hear it on the radio and it stopped me dead in my tracks because it was like where did this come like where did this come from and you do have those moments and I would also say like it's been strange like since he's died I I have dreams about him which I didn't I didn't before about them as a couple um just you know, hoping like it's almost like I'm dreaming that they were happy, so that it it's it's weird, but that happens. Um, it just it make 
it's it's so hard. It's it's awkward. All of it's awkward, and I don't like to talk about it. I don't like to share with other people because I it does it does feel wrong. It and it should. But you but know it that it. I was gonna say, but you know that you're allowed to be upset or sad or grieve, right? Yeah, I. But I also feel like when I talk about it with other people who know her or knew that I was the one who ended the relationship, like it almost more feels like I don't have a right. And nobody, mm-hmm. I would say nobody's ever made me feel that way, but it's just like, it's not my place. That's mm-hmm. the, and, and maybe I'm just putting more into it, but that's just really how it feels to me. And I so, get that. Yeah. That's probably, I think that's probably you internalizing that because I mean, you being sad doesn't take away from her grief, you know, if you were making it all about you, that'd be one thing. But I can tell from just the like 20 something minutes I've talked to you, you're not someone who makes things about yourself. I can just tell that. So, but I understand what you're saying. It's like, you're the ex, you're not, you moved on, you broke up with him. Well, just because you break up with someone or your relationship ends, doesn't mean the love is just immediately shut off and you have no feelings for that person or no memories that you built over a decade, you know? Exactly, exactly. So I try to just kind of hold, you know, hold on to that. I allow myself to feel what I'm feeling and I don't like try and sweep it under the rug um, because I don't, I don't want that to ever become a problem in our relationship or, you know, my current relationship. So I, yeah, I deal with it, but it, it's definitely been a hard, harder road. (laughs) Yeah. But going through this and thinking about her it 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 makes me appreciate every moment so much more because you really truly I mean I think about it they they only they waited their whole lives and got eight years together and I've had the same eight years and I more so now than before like you just never know when the time is up and it really made it so real for me um so that's definitely a thing that I've taken away or I try to focus on as an outcome of, of all of this. Do you feel like that has changed little parts of your current relationship? Um, no, I would, I wouldn't say no. I just value like, you know, like I think I just absorb so much more of the feeling. Um, I don't think it's changed anything with our, in our relationship. I think it just has kind of changed my perspective on, uh, you know, appreciating, you know, whatever we do have together and making the most of that, that mm-hmm. time. Um, yeah. So. Well, I really want to thank you for sharing that because it's a, it's just a unique take that we haven't had that grief that doesn't just disappear because you move on. Um, you're still allowed to experience that. And then the guilt that came along with you. I mean, you moved on, you're looking for something, you know, you found happiness and yet you still brought this guilt with you because the other person hadn't yet. It's uh, just so relatable. And I'm really thankful that you took the time to share your story with us today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you. And thanks for listening to the Heartbroken Podcast.